Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, guys, and welcome to a brand new episode of Blush. We are back. Hiva, Hiva, how are you? I have missed this. <laughs> so much i'm so fucking excited to be back i'm so excited we're going to talk about our vaginas we're going to talk about our lives we're going to talk about dumb shit we're going to talk about fun shit this is let's go we're back <laughs> we're back <laughs> everyone's like i don't give a shit like, everyone's like you guys were gone yeah. stay gone <laughs> well, like who asked for this like no one cares we actually had to take two weeks off because heva and i got our uh, vaginas waxed and it was so emotionally exhausting that we couldn't speak on it for two weeks honestly like it for a full week i was emotionally preparing and then i show up at the appointment and uh took my clothes off and she's like oof i'm gonna need you to cancel everything going on for the next two weeks because there's so much hair it's gonna take us a while it's so weird because coincidentally my woman said the same thing and we didn't go to the same place because we live in two different states but I had the same exact experience she was like you have a podcast you're gonna have to put that on hold no but for real we did both get waxed how was your experience let's get into the nitty-gritty of it Honestly, I think my experience highlights my like desire for perfectionism and uh, like people pleasing tendencies. I did not scream once. I was so calm. She at some point was like, are you like, okay? (laughs) Are you alive? (laughs) She's like, I've literally never seen someone not scream on their first time. And you have like three times the amount of hair of an average person and your hair is like she's like we could like we could tow a truck on your pubic hairs like they have a death grip inside your pussy like what's going like we could hang weights off of your pubic hair and it wouldn't come on like I'm actually having to use like a like a levy system to be able to like pull it all out and like you're over here not screaming new olympic sport we have here he was gonna be just doing weights (laughs) off her vagina hair you guys you haven't seen it yet it's airing next week she's gonna go for the fucking gold oh yeah oh yeah so you were just a silent sufferer through your waxing i really really was um now i will say i think i did a few things right that helped i did not clean myself before i like hear waxing hurts less if your skin is dirty ew so you just went with a nasty ass yep hey twinkle hope you enjoyed that one (laughs) Did they not have you wipe yourself before she started, though? Fuck no. She just sprinkled on some baby powder and went to town. She gave me like a towelette. And this, I hadn't even taken off my clothes yet. So it's not like she (laughs) took a a whiff and was like, "Uh, can you please take care of it? No. Like I walk in and she immediately gave me like a towelette. No, none of that. No. I took ibuprofen an hour before I went. I think that helped. Okay, smart. The chick that I went to, she threads my face. So I've been going to her for a while and she's just very good at hair removal. So she was really directing me to like help her hold my skin really tight, which really, really helped. Like the tighter your skin is held, like the less bounce there is, the less it hurts. Yeah, mine didn't like me at all, which is rare because typically I feel like people... Oh, actually, no, that falls in line. I don't think people typically like me. I don't know. <laughs> Were you going to say, like, people tend to like me. I don't get it. No, they don't. So actually, kind of on brand. <laughs> so, yeah, I, like, walked in and I decided to announce to everyone that this was my first time. <laughs> I, like, walk, like, everyone in the waiting room, like, you guys, it's my first time, like hello like hey what's up and they're like we don't fucking care like this is you're not special just go in the fucking room and she like threw a towelette at me and then left and I was like I guess I wipe myself with this I don't fucking know 
And I wiped myself and then I just laid there and she walks in and she's like, doesn't speak much English, but she knew enough to like insult me. Like it was just, it was like just enough to like be a bitch, but like not hold conversation. And she like starts and I'm like screaming. She's like, honestly, it's not that big of a deal. Like you need to calm the fuck down. Wait, so I have a voice memo from Tiffany as it's happening and Tiffany's screaming and the lady goes, it's really not that bad. And Tiffany was like, what? She's like, you need to like stop this. Like in her broken English, she was like, stop. Like this is not, like it's not that serious. But then, and I got a full Brazilian wax just, and so Mm -hmm. did you. Mm -hmm. So it was like everything. And I turn around and she's like, you need to like spread your butt cheeks. And I was like, okay. And she, I could tell she was like on my taint and she's like, Ooh, it's a lot of hair. (laughs) And I was like, okay, first of all, I don't need commentary. Like I know there's a lot of hair. That's why I'm fucking here. Like why the fuck would I be here if I didn't have hair? And then she's like, do you want me to do your butt cheeks? And I was like, is that part of it? And she's like, not for you. Like, <laughs> And I was like, well, if it's extra, I don't want it. And she's like, mm, are you sure? I'm so jealous. Like, I wish I was offered butt cheeks. But the thing is, if I got my butt cheeks waxed, then like, where do you stop? Because wherever you stop, there's going to, like, if she stops, then, like, my lower back, there will be a very distinct line of fur that starts. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, you start with my butt cheeks, like, we're going to be here all fucking day, bitch. Yeah, like, Like, just dip me in a can of wax and go to town. Pull it all off. I don't know. Yeah. The only thing that I didn't expect, and and it was fine, like it wasn't the best experience, but I don't think it was by any means the worst. I didn't expect there to still be wax in my taint when I got home. You had some too, right? Or was it just me? Yeah, no, there was a little residue. Um, What I would recommend, uh, again, what she did for me is she put on hydrocortisone cream right when we were done. So that A got rid of, yeah, it's like, I think come up to New York and get waxed with her. Yeah, I not only was I insulted, there was no creams, there was no nothing. And then when I was done, I was like, do I need to do anything special? She was like, just get the fuck out. Like, I don't know what the fuck do you want? I was like, can I shower? She was like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Like, go live your fucking life. Just get the fuck away from me. I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> you got creams and like what flowers and daisies put on your pussy afterwards? I mean, listen, like she was literally holding my labia for a while. Like we're like basically dating now, you know? Like Oh yeah. You basically get fingered. Yeah, like may I as mean- well. Also, I didn't turn around. She like for the butt crack, which by the way, if you've never gotten a Brazilian before, is by far the best part. Like it's like it doesn't even really hurt once you get there you know like the pain is really like on the top I would say and like the sides like right by the labia is where it really hurts but yeah like the butt crack it was like kind of whatever I will say the hair is back so oh mine too like and some of my air because like I had so much like I ended up going like a week and a half later than I wanted to because of um various things that happened Uh, like some of the hair didn't like pull out from underneath the skin it like kind of like pulled out from you know what I mean there was like a millimeter of hair above the skin I'm gonna go back next week and just like have the stragglers waxed off and I think like if I go every two weeks and I stay ahead of it there won't be as much hair and it won't hurt as much no I will say highly recommend I felt like a brand new woman afterwards it was such an amazing experience. Yeah. So Tiffany went a few days before me and like, you know, first she sends these like voice memos, like screaming, whatever. She's like, no, it's, <laughs> it's really, it's really, really bad. <laughs> it's as bad as everyone says it is. I mean, it's like, and I experienced this too. It's kind of like, um, in the 40 year old virgin, you know, like at some point I was like, we might have to stop. Like I might just have yeah. like a weird fucked up looking pussy situation. I'm okay <laughs> with that. Um, but it's once you get through it, you're like, okay, well if I can do that, I can do anything. 
Yeah, and it looked so good, and you feel so good, and especially because you have to grow it out leading up to it. Like, me and Heva were, like, growing it out. I was like, I'm going to be able to, like, braid this shit if I go another, like, few days. So you've, I felt really grungy going in. So then coming out, I was like, I feel like a whole new woman. And, like, mine, it was growing for so long, and I shaved so much that as it was growing out, it was so itchy. And so I'd just be, like, walking the streets of New York. Like, no joke, I'd put my hands in my shorts and start scratching my crotch and I did not care because it was that it like people were probably like does she have like pubic lice like what's going on like this is not normal behavior granted it is New York so I feel like also probably no one batted an eye at you they're like normal behavior for this city oh and Tiffany said this and I didn't obey largely because I just didn't shower so I wore whatever underwear I had on already but um wear dark underwear because you will bleed a little oh my god yeah I wore like the lightest colored underwear and I opened and I was like there's wax and blood everywhere (laughs) like great (laughs) I'm gonna have to toss this one (laughs) how is everything else with you Hiva we've been out for two weeks is do you have any sort of announcement or update other than your vagina is hairless and beautiful yes I have some yeah I have announcements and updates okay first off I just noticed this the pattern the astrology app has a dating component now it's like a dating app is my understanding I didn't fuck around with it too much because like whatever um but that's my understanding and I just want to throw out there that I've been saying four years four years and I have witnesses that there should be an astrology based dating app now am I sour that the pattern stole my idea yes um but will I let it slide yes anyone who's single I think should get on it immediately we want full reports tell us everything do you have to pay or is it like a Bumble, Tinder type thing? Where Let's you can see. Just... Let me check. Um, I have the pattern on my phone. It's connect on the bottom. Let's see. Create connect profile. Who would you like us to show you? Let's go ahead and do non-binary. God, I'm like making a full on profile. Uh, on that note, um, I have a boyfriend, so I probably shouldn't like take this too far. Are we filling this out? I'm on it too. Yeah, let's just go ahead and do it. Why not? Let's because I just want to get as far enough to see if it's paid or not. I connected. So you didn't have to pay? No. Awesome. So it's not a paid thing. Oh, I already have a guy. What? How do you know what he is? Why is he in Illinois? Did you allow them to use your location? Probably not. (laughs) They're just like finding random guys from all over the country. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm seeing a lot of non-binary people. Because that's what I selected. The interface is a lot like Hinge in my... Or maybe not. Maybe like Bumble, actually. They're all kind of the fucking same. It's it's like a dating app. I mean, we're now on it. We're connecting. Well, let's do a swipe right just to make sure that um, that you can. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Here's what happens. Okay, so if you swipe right, it'll give you your bond. You know how you can do that on the pattern? How do I change my location? <laughs> Okay, so me and Jordan, rare and accept- life-changing, but what? Hold on. Jordan's connection with you is incredibly rare and powerful. By choosing to be together, you and Jordan are both deciding to align with your personal destinies. Your souls are traveling in the same direction, and by teaming up, you're activating each other's greatest potential. What, is this my soulmate? Potentially, yeah. How do you, can you see there's a zodiac sign? No. See, I want to know. Like if like, okay, I'm looking at it right now. I just swiped right just to have like a a match. And it says meaningful as well. Strongest connection, life changing. Like this is all great and dandy. But like, if he's a fucking cancer, I'm fucking out. Like, give a shit. But see, I think that the pattern thinks probably wrongfully so, probably rightfully so, I don't know, that they know more about astrology than us. So like they don't need to tell us. They probably listened to the astrology episode that we did. Yeah. And they're like, you guys don't know shit. They learned everything and they are the astrology council. Spoiler alert. Yes. Look, I actually don't mind this. I think if I were single, I would probably use it. Yeah. So yeah, single people, if you're into astrology, Check it out. But you do have a boyfriend. I do have a boyfriend, yes. So again, we didn't do a whole thing about it, but I've kind of mentioned it here and there. And I have gotten some DMs from people being like, are you and Van Guy back together? Like, what Like, what are you talking about? No, Van Guy and I are not back together. When Van Guy and I did start dating, 
we made a whole thing out of it because it was my first boyfriend in a million years. And like, we had talked so much about van guy that it made sense to make a whole thing out of it. This one, I just said like, you know, who really gives that much of a shit about my personal life? (laughs) So we didn't, but no, I'm dating someone else. Um, you guys may have heard of him as Aussie. We've also sometimes called him bad communicator and we can now call him my boyfriend. So many titles. We love it. (laughs) Do we want to talk about the really traumatizing event that happened since we're giving updates. <laughs> so last life update, the other day I'm walking home and I get a call from the lady who like manages the building that I live in, or I'm sorry, I got an email in all caps in the subject line. It says your apartment is seriously flooded. Call me immediately. And I'm like, what? And I'm coming off of like, a pretty hectic two weeks. Like a lot of shit happened, mainly like I spent a week and a half getting my pussy waxed because there was so much hair. There was a lot. (laughs) So I'm like finally leaving the waxing office after (laughs) a week long. (laughs) Your place is flooded because you've been getting your vagina waxed for a week. Can you please come home and turn off the fucking sink? Thank you. I'm like, yeah, I don't, what? Like, so I call her and she's like, the apartment is seriously seriously flooded and I was like okay like relax like if there's one thing I'm sure of in my life is like I did not leave any sort of water running like it's my anxiety does not allow me to do that like it's just not like that is one thing for sure I know I've never done she's like listen I'm not saying it's your fault but it is flooded and I was like okay okay I'm going home like it's and she's like I'm sorry if I like sound like I'm yelling at you but uh, and also I live up like below me is an art gallery And so she's like, the water is leaking into the art gallery and has destroyed millions of dollars of paintings. (laughs) I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) Listen, not my problem. (laughs) We hang up and I'm like, all right. So I like leave Tiffany a voice memo because I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to record in a couple of days because like all of my possessions might be ruined. Like the way she made it sound, I was expecting to walk into a swimming pool. Like I was like, Tiffany, my dog might be dead. Like, I don't know. And I'm like really trying to call myself and I'm like all right like let's say everything is destroyed like I have renter's insurance I'm sure I'll get some money from insurance like whatever like uh, I'll buy new furniture we'll find new art it's fine like everyone's making art every day it's New York find a new fucking painting who gives a shit yeah I'm like you know what dogs know how to swim I'm sure she's floating above water level Eva you've been wanting to say you want to live by the water so like here you go yeah seriously the universe is like well you said you wanted to live on a beach it's a fucking beach now okay is this is this close enough to the water for you you fucking cunt I brought the water in your apartment ocean view so I'm like freaking out like running home I'm literally just like tossing all these old people to the sides like left and right just like trampling over people I'm like sorry there's an emergency I got home I'm in the elevator I'm like mentally preparing to like swim through my apartment (laughs) the elevator door opens Sam's chilling in her bed not a drop of water to be seen I'm like it's like dry as shit everywhere like what the fuck an 80 year old lady's pussy in there like yeah no moisture to be found (laughs) very very long story short the flood was not coming out of my apartment she actually she thought my apartment was somewhere else than it actually is (laughs) but the person whose apartment it was coming from their toilet was overflowing and like imagine taking such a big shit (laughs) that you now destroy an entire art gallery like your IBS (laughs) is so out of control (laughs) like you're just ruining the arts you took a shit (laughs) on the fucking arts (laughs) literally so I have a slight obsession with TikTok and I have seen a trend of videos on TikTok about pick me girls or a girl will post a video. I'll read the comments because the comments on TikTok are fucking hilarious. And someone will write, oh my God, she's such a pick me. I kind of understood what it was and I Googled it. And I guess a pick me girl is a girl that sort of changes her personality or changes her interests 
or changes whatever about herself to be more appealing to men. Heva, have you had any experience with pick me girls? Yes. Um, I am a recovering pick me girl. <laughs> no, but all jokes aside, I've been there. You know, I think that we live in a world that's like hyper masculine, like masculine sure. energy, masculine traits are praised. You know, it's very go, go, go. It's very like, don't be emotional. I've always wanted to be like a cool girl. You know, I've always been like one of those like, yeah, no, like I don't like, mm, I'm not into that. I'm just like cool and chill and like whatever and this and that. And like it's all fucking bullshit because I'm none of those things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember it as young as early elementary school. One time we had like a school project and we had to pick an animal to do a report on, whatever, and I picked bats. Oh, God. <laughs> and I remember like just overhearing all of the boys in class whispering and they're like, oh my God, Heba picked bats. Like how fucking cool of her. Like I would have pictured her picking like some kind of like fluffy animal. Like that's so fucking cool. Like what a cool girl, like blah, blah, blah. They didn't think I could hear them, but I just remember something clicking in my brain. I was like, oh, okay. So like if I have these kind of like boy-like interests, then boys think I'm cool. I was pretty like boy crazy as a kid. So it definitely to me was like, boom, 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 done. Lesson learned. There were a lot of, you know, traits of myself that I would play down. I watched Bravo for years and hid it from every single person that I knew. I had two TVs in DC, one in my bedroom and one in the living room. I would only DVR Bravo shows on my bedroom DVR because like no one came in my fucking bedroom ever <laughs> so no one would see it and I would like delete it the instant I was done watching so that and I would like keep all like the South Park and shit like that on my DVR in the living room so that people would be like oh she's so cool like she watches South Park and like she watches this and she watches that and I'd right. be like I just like don't really know what reality TV is like you know <laughs> like I was just so into the idea of being one of the boys. But what's funny is when you are one of the boys, it's not like boys want to date you. They just no. like think you are a boy. Like uh, like yeah. all my guy friends. Like, a, the period of my life where I did this the most is during my seven-year celibacy. Well, there you go. That's not a coincidence. And I'm not saying you have to be into like quote-unquote girly shit. That's not what I'm saying. But you do have to be authentic. Like I actually think this is a good example. Like Tiffany likes sports. You like watching sports. You know a lot about sports. But you are in no way, shape, or form a pick-me girl. I don't think I am. And I, you know, I'd watch sports with my dad previous to getting in this relationship, but and I'd always watch soccer with him and tennis. And then I started watching football with my current boyfriend and I got super into it. But I mean, there's a lot of things that he's into that I would say that are male dominant that I'm not into, but I do genuinely like football. And I remember when we broke up, I was still watching games and it, it's tricky, though, because I put it on my dating profile at the time that I play fantasy football. And I mean, I genuinely do. But I knew that it would be a good conversation starter for a guy. Like I knew if a guy was into that, it would be something to allow him to break the ice. So I do think there's this fine line of if it is something that you're genuinely interested in, like putting it on your dating profile I do think is a good idea because honestly, most guys did respond to that, but I don't think it was because they were like, oh, this is probably just the only part of our personality. Obviously, I'm into other shit. I think it was just an easy opening for them. Yeah. But obviously don't put it if you don't aren't into it because they're going to bring it up. And then if you have nothing to say, you look like a fucking idiot. Yeah, for sure. You know, and they do test you. And I would always feel it too. Like they'd be like, so like, like, what do you like? Who are your favorite players? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, if I was faking this, I'm screwed right now. Like you can't fake interest. And also mm -hmm. guys pick up on that shit very, like as do we. Yeah. Like, if you're pretending. Yeah. Like whether people, whether it's a conscious thing or not, people can intuitively sniff out inauthenticity in any yeah. area. And really what pick me girls are, are inauthentic and it's not it's not a conscious thing. I think it's like so deep, right? Yeah. I've had friends that are 
pick me girls. And honestly, I think it's it's tough to do like a general brush stroke. First of all, every girl to a certain degree is a pick me mm-hmm. or has something that she does. I think we all inherently want to be liked by men. So there's a little bit of that in us. But I think there's varying degrees. Like I've had friends that are to the extreme of it. And I've had friends that will turn it on, I've noticed, around guys. Like if it's just me and them, they're not like that at all. But I've noticed in like... Uh, like a group situation or if we're around men all of a sudden they're bringing certain things out that feels they're doing it specifically for the attention Mm -hmm. it's not fully inauthentic but it's just enough yeah I think there's some girls that they're such a deep-rooted... I mean, p- being pick-me is essentially deep-rooted in misogyny, yeah. essentially, is, is what it is. And they've just been doing it for so long, and I've had it in them for so long, that they have a huge deep-rooted misogyny inside of them that I don't think at this point there's probably any going back. Mm -hmm. I don't think yours was deep-rooted misogyny. No. I mean, there's definitely internalized misogyny, which every single one of us has to a certain degree. And I do think like we all, men, women, everyone, uh, you know, I don't care like what you identify as, every single one of us has some level of deep deep-rooted internalized misogyny that we need to like uncover and work on but I mean yeah that bat thing happened when I was a child but it wasn't for me that extreme either I would say like it became most intense during that seven-year period I had a lot of guy friends my guy friends would often like praise me as being one of the guys like oh she can hang with the guys they'd even like sometimes refer to me as a dude they would like invite me to guys nights you know what I mean like like it wasn't like and none of them saw me sexually at all or like some of them you know there were like times where guys would be like yeah like how cool would it be to like date someone like you but it wasn't ever like they didn't actually think of me in that way you know what I mean which is fine like I wasn't into them either but all I'm trying to say is like you're not really accomplishing anything no and I just think it creates this weird divide amongst women when it comes down to it yeah because we sense it and I just think like it also it creates this idea that having female centric interests, there's like a negativity associated with that. Right. Yep. And there's really nothing wrong with liking things that are, I feel like more female heavy. Mm -hmm. And when you create that negative stigma, you're like fucking over all of us. Yep. I think the biggest way to tell if you're doing pick me shit, or if you have a friend that's maybe a pick me girl is the worst thing is if you have those interests, which is kind of what Heva was doing, and you're hiding it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and you're like embarrassed by it or you're ashamed of it. Like you really, if you're doing this or know someone that is like, it's really, really negative. Yeah. Like you are hiding parts of your authentic self. And usually I guess what would come hand in hand with that is you're picking up things that are not authentic to you. I think it's always good when you're with a guy or if you're dating a guy to show interest in things that he's interested in. Like that's just common courtesy with anyone though. But like, don't fake it. Like if there's something you're genuinely not into, like I'm not into video games. Like, I'm sorry. Like that's probably not going to change. There's some games that I don't mind, but like I'm not going to pretend to be in video, be into video games to have a guy like me. Yeah. Like, I just don't care. Yeah. And there's like, there's a difference, right? Between what we're talking about is like being courteous and like, you know, showing interest in someone else's interests, even if you are not specifically interested in those things, right? That's just like being a functioning member of society and like not being fully self-centered, That's great, but it's completely different from like, let's say you're hanging out with a guy who's really into video games, right? And you're like really, really not. You can ask him what his favorite video games are, like what console he likes to play on, like, you know, like this, that. You can ask questions about it. You can like, I don't know, like fucking once in a while be like, yo, what's going on over in like Call of Duty? I don't know. Like, (laughs) like these are all being a nice, courteous person. That is very fucking different than being like, you like Call of Duty? I love Call of Duty. Oh my God. And then like going and ordering a PlayStation and trying to like figure out how to play Call of Duty. You know, I'm not calling myself out, but literally. Literally, I've done this shit. So (laughs) these are very different things. 
Yeah, and I, I'm even going to go out on a limb and say, obviously, I don't know every single man, but I think guys might find it sort of cool or attractive at first, but I think down the line, in the long run, guys don't want to date themselves. Yep. They don't want a girl that's very similar to them in that aspect, maybe in terms of sense of humor or like certain opinions on things, but they don't want to date a girl that is super into like video games and sports and like male dominated shit. Like they don't. Yeah. They don't. Why the fuck would they want that? I don't want to date a guy that's super into the things I'm into. Right? Yeah. And like, honestly, you and I, I think are actually living proof of this, right? Like Tiffany has had a someone willing to date her for 10 years. Really God. not have I've not I, the longest I've manipulated someone into dating me is a year and a half. <laughs> it's been a hard out. Um, but like you know, I during the, the highest pick me phase of my life, literally celibate. I didn't even kiss anyone really for the majority of that seven years. When I started to kind of come out of the pick me stuff is when I had like my first boyfriend in seven years. And then after we broke up was when I really started doing intense shadow work and like recognizing the parts of myself that I was like denying in myself and owning them. And frankly, right around the time when I like admitted to someone that I like reality TV and in fact leaned a little more into it and started watching more reality TV is when I actually like started getting men interested in me. Now, I don't think they were interested in me because I like reality TV. Yeah. I think they were interested in me because like my energy changed. Right. Like my energy went from like pretending to be someone that I'm not to someone who's authentic. And like I've noticed the more and more that I like see and accept these parts of myself that I don't necessarily like, that I can be really emotional, that I can act really crazy, like all of these things. The more that I own it, the more like magnetic I seem to become, not just with men, but like with everyone and everything. I mean, look, if it's a genuine interest, then that's completely different with Tiffany with sports you know like I'm not telling her she can't like sports because more men tend to like sports that's insane in no way are we suggesting that it's so funny because what I I distinctly remember because I'm into football but I'm not I'm into soccer but not like on the league level like I'm not into like soccer teams like I'll watch the world cup and stuff like that and when I was uh like hanging out with soccer player I remember like very specifically telling him was like, yeah, I prefer American football over soccer. And like, I sometimes will take the pick me shit to the opposite end. We're like, I looking back, I'm like, that's so cringy. I should have been more interested. Like I should have been more like, yeah, I'm into soccer. When in reality I was like, I don't know anything about like league soccer. I don't fucking care for league soccer. And I remember like he would watch soccer like all day and I was like sitting there watching it with him and I was like very obviously poor, (laughs) like very much not into it. And like, this is like his life. Like this is all he fucking cares about. Literally his profession. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, I play professional soccer. What the fuck do you mean you're not into soccer? And I was like, I'm just not like, I think American football is so much more entertaining. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck to say. Like, you are ruining this situation. (laughs) Maybe don't go to that extreme end of it, but I do think be authentic. And if you are authentically into something, I mean, don't change that. Just we're just saying don't lean into something to a level that is so inauthentic to who you are. Yep. And you're also allowed to pick up new interests too, right? Like it's like when you started dating Mr. B, you like got into American football. Like I had that with an ex once. I, um, Aussie, uh, kind of like works in sports he's not an athlete or whatever but you know he's very into sports so like I watched uh some of the NBA finals with him and it was really really fun and like after the first game I was like oh I'm actually like really invested in this it's been like a decade since I've watched basketball but it was really really fun you know but that's very different than like denying everything about yourself and like picking up this faux persona because you think it's more likable yeah and I also think it happens a lot when girls 
are in the beginning stages trying to get the initial attention from a man as opposed to when you're dating someone and you're in a relationship with them and you're wanting to show interest in their interests. I think that's completely fine. I think it's in that early stage when you're with a group of people or you're on like a first date and it's like faking those things or saying those things and also doing it in a way where you're like kind of putting down other women. I always think of um, Kendall Jenner. She's like kind of a very, I don't want to say like popular pick me girl on TikTok, but I see people pulling up a lot of the shit she says. And I'm sure hers is deep rooted in like family stuff or whatever, but she's always like, I'm not into makeup like my sisters. Like I'm like, I dress different and I'm different and I'm this and I'm that. And it's like, you don't need to put down anyone else to like bring yourself up. Like you could just bring yourself up and it's fine if you're not into makeup, but you're also a supermodel. I think you're probably kind of a little into makeup. Like, let's be real here. I think as a general rule, if you're like really like protesting, liking something a lot, I think that you might secretly like that thing. Yes, for sure. And why are you protesting liking things that are female centric to begin with? Like maybe explore that a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Because like clearly there's part of your subconscious that thinks that there's it's problematic to like this, right? There's part of your subconscious, part of your programming that is said to you like liking makeup is not likable. Liking makeup is not like what cool girls do. Liking makeup is not like the type of person that you should be. So you're feeling the need to like hammer home that you don't like makeup. I can cook certain things, but in general, I don't really know how to cook. And that's not something I am very proud of. Like what is something genuinely that you aren't good at or I'm not into necessarily? Like that's not something I like telling people or I go out of my way to tell people. You're typically not proud of not being good at something. It's something that we're not into or good at. Like typically there's a level of a little bit of an embarrassment there, which I have when it comes to cooking. And I really wish I was better at it. And I really wish I was more into it. And so if you're going out of your way to really bring attention to the fact that you're either not into something or not good at it, it's probably not either of those things that's actually going on because it's not positive. Wait, so you saying cooking just reminded me of like maybe the most extreme pick me girl thing that I've ever had. I have always really been into like health and wellness, like secretly, like I've, it's just always like fascinated me. However, during the most intense of my pick me girl stages, I was so like, I would never eat a salad. In fact, I think I had a Tinder bio that's like, I'm not even joking. This is exactly what it said. Likes. And it listed a bunch of stuff, including South Park, fantasy football, this, that, this, that. Dislikes. Oh my God. Salads. I was so anti-healthy eating, anti-veganism. Anti- like I would make fun of vegans so hard. I was like, that shit's so cringy. Like I'm not a fucking like eat a salad kind of bitch. Like I would be like, I love to like fry. Like I was like, I don't know how to cook really, but um, I like to fry bacon and save the bacon grease and I'll make grilled cheeses in the bacon grease. That was like, I like to eat candy and like bacon. Like that's, those are my only like food interests. Like it was insane and like I kind of low-key like thought for ethical reasons like being vegan is the right thing to do for years before I became vegan but like there was no way I was gonna do it because like I just didn't want to be that type of chick when do you think you started to see the light was there anything specific that happened that got you to finally stop being like this (laughs) a when I was in law school most of my guy friends were extremely progressive and extremely feminist. So I remember my first year of law school, I made some kind of like super sexist joke in a group, in a room full of guys. And they all looked at me and were like, like they just like didn't get it. 
like they didn't like they were like and they just like said something like really really progressive and feminist and right, response right. not like in a chastising me kind of way like I made some joke about like bitches being crazy or like something and one of the guys like and, and like I actually kudos to him because I, I don't know how someone could have handled this in a better way He'd, like no one chastised me no one said like all he said was like you know I actually read this study the other day about how men go through like emotional waves much like a woman does on her menstrual cycle like blah blah was like educational it put me in my place without really you know without like being aggressive and that was one of the first times where I was like fuck like this is not cute like this is not like and because it didn't land in a room full of guys now was I like low-key really embarrassed and not owning it and like later making fun of it with some of like you know my other guy friends of course but that was the first time where I was like, okay, like I need to take like a hard look at myself. And a lot of like, you know, my identity around meat eating was like really like wanting to be one of the guys and like, oh, I love steak and like, what you know, does that make sense? Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. Meanwhile, and like... <laughs> I'm not trying to harp on veganism too much. It just, it was actually a big part of my personal journey. I kept hearing more and more stuff by coincidence, largely from guys that I thought were really cool and that I respected about veganism and like what's going on in a factory farming and things like that. And so when I finally reached the point where I was like, okay, like this is actually like a really cruel thing and like I don't want to do it anymore. When I became vegan is kind of when like I started to go through like a spiritual awakening. I started doing a lot of inner child work. I started to do a lot of shadow work and that's when all these things came up and a lot of my life changed. I started meditating every day and and so all of these things kind of happened around the same time. But I really would say what I think, and I've never thought about this before, like until you posed the question and it like hit me. What really got me out of it was seeing a man who I liked and I respected calling me out without actually calling me out on my own internalized misogyny. So I think that's kind of the key is if you have someone in your life or if you even are doing some of these things kind of taking a step back and maybe very nicely sort of educating them next time they say something that is pretty fucking misogynistic because it's all rooted in that right and uh maybe you can have them see the light <laughs> yeah but I do think the key was that it was coming from men I hate to say that but I think pick me girls more so than other girls need approval from men. So like chicks had like said little things to me before, but I was like, fuck that crazy bitch. You know, when it came from men, it hit differently. So I think like if you're a female and you have a pick me girl that you have in your life and you want to see her get to the light of day, I think you have to expose her to a man who will help her get there. I feel like a lot of the things you say are touted as being this really positive thing. I've been around girls that are like, yeah, I love a steak and I love a burger and I love this. And it's like mm -hmm. this like badge of honor that you can eat a fuck ton of meat. And look, it's not a negative. Like yep. if you can hold down a ton of food. Yeah, that's super fucking impressive. But as someone, I mean, I am a vegetarian, as as someone is looking at it from the outside, it does sometimes feel a little weird to be putting your diet on a pedestal. Like if anyone should be putting their diet on a pedestal, it's probably us. And I never do that. Like I actually think what you choose to digest is a very personal experience and it's what's best for your own body. And I think to be bragging about I don't know, eating anything, whether it's deciding to not eat meat or eating meat is a very bizarre thing to do. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yesterday, I was hanging out in this group of people and this chick rolled through who I think like had some pick me girl tendencies. But I also see how some of my pick me girl tendencies came out yesterday hanging around her. You know what I mean? Like as we're talking, I'm kind of like, oh, I did this. I said this. That was a little cringy or like, you know, so I think like we're all doing it to some extent. For sure. I'm now I'm trying to think of something I've done that's pick me. 
I think I just demand attention in general from guys. I don't know if I... Yeah, but you don't do... Like, you honestly might be the least pick-me girl I've ever met to be completely honest with you. I'm genuinely trying to sit here and think of stuff that I've done or said that's pick me. Mine's the opposite. It's like, don't pick me. It's like, I do think like the extremes of anything, right, tend to be problematic and you always want to be somewhere in the middle. I'm the girl that goes out with the soccer player and is like, I'm more into American football. Like I do the opposite of shit. And look, that's not good either. Like I don't think that's right. But it's almost like I'm so terrified of being pick me that I will like specifically say things for a guy not to like. Right. Well, it's kind of like I have people pleasing tendencies and like you're almost like on the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> like, like, like people displeasing tendencies. Like, like no, me I, less. Look, me and Eva, we're going to have to do a whole episode on people pleasing because I literally am the opposite of a people pleaser and Eva is the biggest people pleaser. So that's basically it on pick me. I feel like if you're dealing with a pick me, if you are a pick me, hopefully we gave some tips and tricks on how to stop being a pick me girl and how to spot a pick me girl and find a really cool guy that can put her in her fucking place, essentially. So Heva put out, or I guess we put out these questions on Instagram story. We put out. <laughs> I outed us. Uh, the first one is worst date you've ever been on. And someone said, with a guy who insulted my career, burped, and made it clear he wouldn't be paying. I mean, yeah, that's pretty fucking bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Granted, I don't think having gas should be a immediate deal breaker. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, burp. Like, yeah. Let, let's be a little more generous. You know what? At least he's getting the gas out. You know how much it hurts to have, like, gas trapped in your chest? Most superficial reason you've ghosted someone Someone said height like he was short and I just couldn't so bad. Girls do not like short guys. What is considered short to you? What height is short? Oh, I don't know um, because I'm so short. I don't know. But I do tend to date six feet and above. I'm not going to lie. I know it's fucked up. I'm like five feet. Like it's on a good day. Like it's not. It's fucked up. I get it. I don't mind guys that are considered shorter. I don't know. It's never bothered me. Well, I think it bothers me because I'm insecure about my own height, right? So. A hundred percent. That's literally what it is. It's like number one on my list of things I wanted a guy. You know, tall girls hate you. Oh, they do. I was hanging out with a friend of mine the other day who's like 5'10", 5'11", and she's like, oh, is your next fucking boyfriend six feet tall too? I was like, yep, sorry, yeah. babe. And she's like, fuck you. Like, like why? Why? Anyone <laughs> is tall to you. Why do you have to pick the slim pickings that are... <laughs> but I say this to my tall girlfriends. Like, if a guy is shorter than you, like, who cares? Why does that matter? Yeah, like, my brother and his wife are, like, almost the same height. She doesn't give a shit. Yeah. He's a great husband. It doesn't matter. I, I just, I know you're sensitive to height, but I really want to put it out there. Like, let's stop giving a shit so much about height as women. It's really lame. And frankly, I think if like I met like a guy who was like so funny, fun to be around, really got me like really like progressive and feminist and stuff. And he was shorter. I, yeah, no, you wouldn't. wouldn't date him. It's I'm fine. Gonna- <laughs> I'm calling you out to a certain degree, but like I actually... I I see it so much with my single girlfriends is they put height on such a pedestal and I understand there's certain things that you're attracted to, but it's, it's getting to the point where I feel like it's a little ridiculous. You're just limiting yourself and it's like, you got to reach a point where if you're still single and you got to start taking some things off the fucking list. And I really think height's probably the best one to take off because you don't want to take off morals or like being an honest, decent person. I feel like some girls are like, I don't care if he treats me like shit. If he's fucking tall, fine. It's like, what? Yeah. And also PSA, uh, there is not like a huge correlation between penis size and height. Just throwing it out there. So if that's what's going on in your head, not that I'm saying like that's a good reason either, but if that's what's going on in your head, cut that out too. Pot kettle situation, I get it, but still. I want to start a group where I just fuck all the shark. It's a charity organization. It's a 501c3. Justice for short men. We'll be recruiting um, volunteers, unpaid prostitutes.
Panjon Watson, DM us. But honestly, nothing shorter than like five nine. Like, let's be real. <laughs> okay. Is there any more? So my personal favorite one was we put out a question that asked what your biggest dating issues right now are, whether you're single and dating or in a relationship. And I'm just going to read one answer because it's so good that we don't even have to get into the rest. The dating pool has pee in it. Yeah, it's probably our pee, me and Eva, because we have pee problems. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, this is a rough one. Okay, so we asked what was the most embarrassing thing that happened to you on a date. I'll just read four because there were really good answers. First one, me existing. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. A little dark, but <laughs> overall with it. Another one, didn't know I was on a date. Don't know how that happens, although that has happened to me before, but whatever. Toilet paper hanging out of my skirt. Oh, I hate that. I hate when it's stuck to your fucking shoe and you're like trying to get it off and then other girls start participating to get it off. But you know what always happens to me? I'll like get toilet paper off of someone else's shoe and it'll get stuck on my shoe. Like that's my karma for being a nice person. And we'll end it on this one because it came from one of my favorite human beings who I think we're going to have on the podcast soon. The question was, have you ever left a date early? And he said she didn't know how to, she said she didn't know how to use chopsticks. I said, I can't do this. Left 40 bucks on the table and walked out. I don't know how to use chopsticks. Well, don't date him. (laughs) That's brutal. I actually did date him, and one of the reasons he liked me is because I'm very good at using chopsticks. <laughs> Those are great. Yeah, Heva posts a, or we post a lot of uh, cute questions in our Insta story, <laughs> so respond to them, and we'll read them on the podcast. So for this week's giveaway, I think it's pretty obvious. I want to say really exciting. So what do you have to do to get this giveaway, Heva? screenshot this episode share it in your stories write that it's the best podcast episode you've ever heard of any podcast any series any episode ever of your entire life tag us and tag us so that we see it yes and you will get the piece of wax that was stuck to my taint i know it's a hot ticket That is, I mean, ooh. It's good. It's a good one. It's a special piece of wax. It's the first. It's right up there with the London jar. I'm sure he'll appreciate that call out. Uh, Yeah. Shout out to London. Love you. Speaking of feminist men, progressive feminist men. Probably the most progressive man I've ever dated, for sure. Uh, Yeah, you'll get the wax. I saved it. Because that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, she's. it's in the freezer, actually. She's. It's being preserved in the right way so that it comes to you intact. We'll yes. ship it on dry ice. Not to worry. Um, yeah, you'll. it'll have like all the living skins. Why dry ice? It's not going to melt. Well, it's already melted. We just want to make sure. It'll be in like a chamber, like in a museum. It's going to be preserved for you. You know how in Harry Potter they have to find like the seven horcruxes? It's one of the horcruxes. It has a piece of her soul in it. (laughs) Yeah, if you don't want to put it in your Instagram, which I'm starting to get the feeling no one wants to put this in their story. (laughs) Just leave leave a five-star review. No one will know. Pick a nickname. No one will even know it's you. You can listen to this secretly. You know what? If you want to be a fucking pick-me girl and pretend you're not into this shit, pretend you're not into it. I get it. I relate to you. But go leave a fucking review under a pseudonym. Listening to blush is not pick-me behavior at all. Pretending you've never heard of this podcast is. (laughs) Yeah, that's pick-me behavior. And on that note, love you guys. (laughs) Love you guys.